Hi, I'm Neil Katyal, and thanks for listening to this emergency episode of Courtside. Today, I want to go through what you all are asking me about online, which are three of Donald Trump's strategies to try and get out of the Georgia indictment. The three are, number one, a presidential pardon, two, the use of the Georgia statute that allows for the ousting of the local prosecutors, including Vonnie Willis, and third, removal from the state court to a different court, the federal court. Here's the bottom line. I think all three are going to fail. Let's go through them. The first, can Donald Trump or a future president who's a Republican pardon Donald Trump for the Georgia offenses? The answer is clearly no. Our United States Constitution limits the pardon power to only federal offenses, so state crimes don't count. What this means is that Jack Smith, who's the federal special counsel, he his charges could go away in the event of a Republican win in 2024, but it would leave the Georgia charges entirely intact. Number two, there are questions about this new law that Georgia has enacted that allows for the removal of local prosecutors for malfeasance. This is actually a strategy that Governor DeSantis in Florida just used last week to remove a local district attorney. But Georgia is different. It's not the governor say so to oust a district attorney. Rather, the law creates an eight-member board to review prosecutors, and those members are appointed by the governor. Here, however, the governor has already come out rejecting Donald Trump's cockamamie claims about the 2020 election. Governor Brian Kemp tweeted yesterday in response to a Trump message saying the election was rigged, and he said, quote, The 2020 election in Georgia was not stolen. For nearly three years now, anyone with evidence of fraud has failed to come forward under oath and prove anything in a court of law. Our elections in Georgia are secure, accessible, and fair, and will continue to be so as long as I'm governor. The future of our country is at stake in 2024, and that must be our focus. End quote. That is a very powerful statement, and I think it puts to rest the concerns that many have, uh, have issued, saying, well, the governor is going to nullify this prosecution. And the third and final strategy that is being mentioned is the use of the federal removal statute. So there's a federal law, 28 U.S.C. 1442, that allows for the removal of criminal cases from state court to federal court. And Donald Trump, of course, really wants to remove his trial from state court to federal because federal trials aren't televised, absent an order from the chief justice and the judicial conference. And Georgia, by contrast, televises criminal trials. We know that Donald Trump is afraid of sunlight in just the same way as a vampire is afraid of sunlight and, I guess, garlic. So we can expect Trump to try and remove the case. Mark Meadows, his chief of staff, has already tried as well. Now, removal, if it were successful, would mean some different things, not just cameras uh, in the televised nature of the trial. It would also mean that there's a different jury jury panel because it wouldn't just be jurors drawn from Fulton County, but a broader cross-section of Atlanta and the surrounding areas. Here's what it doesn't mean, even if Trump were successful, which I don't think he will be, as I'll explain in a moment. It doesn't mean that a Republican president Uh, whether Trump or someone else in 2024 and 2025, can pardon Donald Trump. 
all the removal does is change the venue to the federal court. It is still a state prosecution about state law and thus ineligible for the use of the federal pardon power. Now, why can't he remove the case? I think there are three reasons. One, the statute, section 1442, says, and I'll just give it to you, a criminal prosecution that is commenced in a state court and that is against or directed to the United States or any officer of the United States or of any agency thereof in an official or individual capacity for or relating to any act under color of such office or an account of any right, title, or authority claimed under any act of Congress, those are the people that can seek removal. That does not apply here. The Constitution expressly excludes the president from anything to do with the Electoral College. Our founders gave the president sweeping powers in all sorts of areas, but there's one place notably they did not, and that's the Electoral College. And for very good reason, there's probably no one in the country, there is no one in the country, who has a bigger self-interest in the Electoral College, how it operates, how votes are counted, and the like, than a sitting president, who, after all, is often running for re-election, as Donald Trump was. And for that reason, the Constitution excludes uh, presidents, sitting presidents, from anything to do with the Electoral College. So he could not have been acting in an official or individual capacity for any act uh, under color of such office, because such office excludes the Electoral College. Second, there also has to be some colorable federal defense, something like absolute immunity or something like that because he's president. Those claims have already been squarely rejected in case after case, and I see them going nowhere. And finally, the Supreme Court has said that in order to invoke the removal statute, you can't just, uh, you can't just do it willy-nilly. It has to be something that doesn't burden the states and the local officials too much. Here, it certainly would burden all of those officials. If you're interested in this, Don Eyre and Lawrence Tribe, along with uh, another co-author, have written a very powerful piece in The Atlantic that goes through these arguments, and I commend it to you uh, for, for, for anyone interested in this subject. So thanks for listening to Courtside. As you might know, this week I have a terrific episode with Aaron Desner of the band The National. He's a phenomenal singer-songwriter, and uh, he is uh, talking about copyright law, artificial intelligence, and a really important Supreme Court case about music and copyright. So please tune in.